Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to the Long Ball Street voted number one podcast of 2016 by readers of the internet. What are you talking about? Why are you doing this again? Sex sells. It's not true. This is the Ball Street Podcast, a podcast that's scientifically proven to help you get more matches on Tinder. Matt, it's our third pod. It's our third pod. Flav, just stay with me on this one. All right. This is the Long Ball Street live from the Europa League final in Basel. You're an idiot. I hate you so much. <laughs> the Long Ball. Episode 3 of the Long Ball Street, I'd like to welcome with us today Nikki from West Ham Fan TV. Hello mate. I'm Flav, as always, and my beautiful co-host, Matthew. <laughs> I, I love being a co-host, by the way. We're co-hosts. It's a lifelong dream. Yeah. I've even put it on my Twitter bio. Have you? Yeah. Really? You're in yeah, it? Co-host of the book. I've put co-host of Longball Pottery, and then in brackets, Flav's words. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's about, I'm I think it's about time that Matt got in, involved in some stuff. I see him pottering around on transfer deadline day every now and yeah, then. Yeah, that's right. And he's, then, uh, yeah. he's coming and swear near the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Nick? I'm well, well mate. What I'm are you well. doing up to this week? Uh, it's very football related this week, but um, that's good. I went out on Saturday night to Liverpool, and I fell in love with the city. I fell in love Ooh. with it because uh, the only reason I was in Liverpool because we was going to the game in Stoke, and I couldn't bear a night out in Stoke, <laughs> so we booked a hotel in Liverpool. And I've absolutely, I, I always thought it was full of scoundrels, to be honest. Yeah, um, great word. But, yeah, yeah. And uh, I went there, and it's absolutely magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. Where did you? Uh, so who were you up there with the lads? I was with Ryan and uh, a guy we know called Tom, who, who kindly drove us up there. Nice. Um, yeah, so we, we stayed in Liverpool. We went out for a night out. We we hit the town centre hard, mate. Did we you? painted the town red. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got in late. Where did yeah. you go out? Were you like around the, is it Albert Dock around there? Yeah. I, I, to be honest, Matt, I don't really know. We stayed at the airport because there was a Norwich game. Norwich were playing Everton. So there wasn't a lot of hotels available. Right. So we stayed at the airport. And we just got in a cab and was like, we had a few cheeky... It was two for one in a hotel. I've never heard of that. <laughs> two for one in a hotel. So we had it's a Liverpool, of, mate. Yeah, a couple of cheeky double vodkas and... And I was like, yeah, just take us where the night is, right, yeah, okay. where, where it's all going on. And he took us to some square. It was amazing. Right, so I've had a different 
experience of Liverpool in recent weeks. I go up uh, to a place called Hunts Cross, mm. which is near where Red Men TV record all their stuff, where Bull Street North office is. And uh, I was forced, and, and usually it's a pleasure, I was forced to sit on the social club this week, which is a, a, a content strand on our YouTube channel. Uh, and the the, the 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 topic of conversation was have Tottenham spurs it up again, and, we, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. But um, it, it was horrendous. I was sitting there with Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV. I'm a Spurs fan, you can tell, uh, and you can imagine how horrible that was for me. Flav, I mean, I put it in the um, so I was working on Sunday, but in here not necessarily watching football, and I. Uh, I was devastated because for some reason thought it kicked off at four yeah. and I got in and it was all just ending and I saw the results and I was just like no and and my first yeah. thought was we're never going to see Flav again yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's not coming in he's certainly not going to do the social club so I, like I, went, I don't know oh, I didn't want to I didn't want to honestly I woke up about four o'clock on Sunday morning Monday morning rather and I couldn't get back to sleep because I was <laughs> that worried about it genuinely horrible dread I'm not really worried about... I was worried about seeing Robbie's face for the first time after it happened because we have really ballsed it up. Robbie's not one of those people that that lets up either, is he? He's not (laughs) going to be like, I'm going to go easy on Flav or whatever. He's delighted about it. He he is delighted about it and he's worse on Twitter than he is in real life, to be fair. And and to his credit, um, he, he, he could have been a lot worse, actually. He Basically, we... We, we do this thing for Mondo Goal, yeah. which is uh, each week we compete in a daily fantasy football kind of competition. Yeah. And after the month, you total up all the points, and whoever finishes last has to do a forfeit between and Ball Street, Redman, and Arsenal to be. And there's been some great forfeits along the time, yeah. <laughs> there, that Farmageddon. Farmageddon was very good. Paintballing. Yeah. Like, Where well, you didn't give Robbie a gun. Maybe it's karma. Yeah, I mean, look, well, it, maybe it is, but it should be a down to your performances in, in Mondo Goal. That, that sh- should be why you do a forfeit. So, the re- I've never done a forfeit. I've been doing it about since. Well, I watched your video this week, Flo, and I see your team, mate, and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't confident for you, to be honest. <laughs> but what I'm saying is in, in <laughs> Amsterdam, pits. No, no, this one. This, that was brilliant. This though. one was weak. Yeah, that, did okay on that one. But the, this, this one was with. Um, uh, I, I just I, I picked my team. I thought I'd done enough. In, in 20 weeks, I've never had to do a forfeit. This is the last one of the season, I think. And um, Man United decided to have a bomb scare, and, and the game's called off, yeah. which meant that my three Man United players <laughs> didn't play, which I got zero points for all of them. So I've had to do the forfeit. What's the forfeit? The forfeit, right? Man. You've done the forfeit. Yes. Oh mate. Right. Think about how bad this is. You've how had bad? a bad week, and it's only Tuesday. It gets worse. It oh, gets worse. Shit. Listen to the forfeit. I had to do a promo shoot for Arsenal fans. <laughs> oh, God. you did not. I did. And, and behind me, <laughs> we're, we're, behind you can't me, go to the lane anymore. That's it. That's well, your. Well, this is what I was mate. genuinely worried about. I was looking. I was like, how am I going to do this? You can't. You can't back out of a bet, so that's worse than yeah. So I there had are to, rules around these things. I, I had to do it. But so I, what did you actually physically do? So he wrote out what he wanted me to say, and I had to say it word for word. Uh, and he could have been a lot worse. Right. I mean, he could have brought up Sol Campbell. But <laughs> given the fact of the weekend I just had and how bad I felt, to have to then go and do that was horrendous. Uh, Is that online now? Uh, it, it will be actually so, by the time this comes out it will be up yeah, yeah, so. check that out people I think we've got a re, re, support flag on this really I think so I think, think we should get this trending mate. <laughs> yeah. one for the uh, get it social trending. squad please don't do that Matt what, what have you been up to this week 
Um, well, I I guess I had quite an interesting um, back end of last week in that. So we obviously do. Everyone knows the beast out of Bayark and Fenwa. We do a, a lot of filming with him. Uh, some content that's going to be up soon. It's going to be on his channel and our channel. Um, and we were we're doing it a football pitch. It's quite cool because we're doing some FIFA related activity. Yeah, and um, we're recreating some of these drills from FIFA. Um, and obviously, what we can't create is on some of them drills. You have these, they're like um, almost like dishwashers on the game that throw up a football. You right, 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 right. Yeah. So all of a these balls come out. Of <laughs> so I was essentially a, a dishwasher. Yeah, um, <laughs> throwing out football, a football propelling dishwasher. <laughs> um, and, but but and what I had to do was recreate that. Some of them we were doing volleys, and I was throwing them up for him, and he's volleying. There was that was all right, yeah. you know. But then we did these crossing drills, where I have to then, as if I'm some kind of professional, yeah. whip in uh, a successive successive quality balls <laughs> into the box for the beast to then score um, right, right. ultimately. And um, we were doing it at this um, place in North London, yes. New River, New, New River Centre. Yeah, yeah and you get all these, and obviously the beast is. Um, very cool guy yeah. and because he's the strongest player on FIFA he kids love him yeah like and um, there were, so there were loads of kids that were very interested in what we were doing you could call it a crowd <laughs> and the pressure of actually hitting these balls there and all of a sudden it's like you're like oh god so you hit a bad one so I hit a few of my right foot it's from the left wing so yeah. I put in a few of right foot and I'd put too much stake on them so he was were, kicking them I was kicking them yeah jeez I thought he was throwing them no, I was for the volleys, but, but the, I was a, a dishwasher on the wing at that okay. point. So I'm whipping in these balls for him and, and pretty much not that accurately. But then, so I was like, right, I'm going to do it with my left foot. Because I could always play a bit with both feet. Yeah. First ball, left foot. It was it was like I was um, Kevin Sheedy yeah. or, uh, or something like that. First ball, he's like, yeah, that's it. Do it on your left now. I'm like, shit. And then I'm just like, fuck, I've got to do that again. So um, Did you manage to do it again? I did, but I, 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 there were a lot of balls. It, it's, it's the quite, pressure. It's, it's the pressure. And you imagine what professional footballers have to go through. So it's hard enough when you've got sort of eight or nine kids that are looking at you. Doing yeah. it. Is there eight or nine or more than There's that? There's probably a few more than that, but it was, yeah, the pressure of doing it, and because everyone's filming it as well, yeah. you're just thinking, I need to be able to do that. And, and you do sort of stiffen up, and what's normally do, yeah. quite easy is a bit more difficult. And it just made me think, imagine a penalty with a packed stadium, the whole world watching, you're against Germany, you know that kind of thing of course they miss bloody penalties it's a mental game you know it is a, yeah, yeah. as in it's all about the psychology of it <laughs> absolutely so much um, maybe uh, maybe Hoddle was right all them years ago about Island Jury and the Faith Healer mm. but then I had a, I, we had this awesome thing he came up with this thing called the, the six box five ball challenge right. where you had the balls just outside the edge of the box five balls lined up put tape down across the middle horizontal so you create six balls in the goal you know top left top right middle top and then across the bottom and each box was a lot of points and you had to put it in without it bouncing yeah. and hit these balls in And um, yeah. when did you film this? it beat me this is last Thursday so you can take a bit of credit for his performance because he well, was quite good wasn't he? that's what's came up yeah I think we'll get into that we in a will bit. absolutely I could see that would have been a lovely segue yeah, yeah. If, we, if that was now that, <laughs> what is now is, uh, is West Ham let's talk to you about West Ham yeah. obviously big favourite club of mine you love Tottenham in return it's just the way things are <laughs> yeah. um, but I'll tell you what despite having uh, not much positive to say about West Ham at all despite the good season that they've had I, I was actually quite moved 
and, and and respected what was going on at the bowling. Mm-hmm. I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but you know the fact that you was there. There, should we start with the controversy and then end with the the positivity? Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, let's 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 go. With so, what actually want. happened outside? Um, I was out there. I wasn't slinging any bottles, that's for sure. But um, Are you sure, it, it was. I don't know. It was. It, it happened so quickly, and it was it was a flash in you know hours and hours and hours of build up. Um, it was about five minutes, if that. Yeah. Um, it was a build up of the team bus coming. Um, I've done a video. It's it's got over forty five thousand. You know, I've got people calling me a liar. I've got caught people saying that you know they was there and that's what happened. I've got West Ham fans saying no, no, that's not what's happened. So, yeah. um, it was the team bus come round. There was a lot of people there, right? I see you last week on the uh, with James doing yeah. the, the video, saying uh, you know it's not West Ham, if it's not West Ham fans, is it? Yeah. There was a lot there, Flav. A lot of people just coming out of their houses just mm. to see what was going on. Um, from what I saw personally, obviously I ain't, I ain't got you know Ozzy wise, you know I can't see everything, um, <laughs> but from what I could see, it it seemed to be a lot of kids just getting involved. You know, one yeah. was thrown from somewhere. And then all of a sudden, it just sort of like opened the floodgates for for people for, for the idiots to just. It is like sheep, isn't it? Following. Yeah, you see one ball is, going. Yeah. I've got a ball. Uh, let me bung that as well. But I said on on the video, I said that you know if I, I would be surprised if there was twenty to thirty or thirty to forty. I said even um, real fans that they're, they're going to you, you know they've got CCTV down there. It's one of it's, you know it's a, it's a working class area. They've got that place locked down like yeah. Big Brother in eighty five. You know, but they're looking for four people, yeah. four people they could identify. Yeah. So what does that say? There was only four people yeah. that they could pull up the records in a club, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it just shows you the, the you know there was a there was between it's an estimated sixty thousand people there that were there. That were yeah, there. I was going to say, could you just uh, set the scene for us in terms of exactly where this is, the environment around yeah, it? it. It's, 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 the, it's the pub, isn't it? The bowling. The, yeah. Pub. The, what happened was the bus come. You got the Barking Road, which which crosses with Green Street, where the, where the, where they have to go, which yeah. is the ground. Um, the bowling pub is on the corner of, of the Barking Road, which uh, the corner of Barking Road and Green Street. So there's people, you know, people getting there at one o'clock, you know, in the from, day and the kickoffs at yeah, and eight, o'clock. eight o'clock. So and it's a hot day, sunny day. Hot day, sunny. You know, the beers are flowing. People are having a great. It's, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, we we stayed. There was no build up from when we was there. We walked up the road. Within an hour, we came back, um, and the, the the place, the road was just flooded with people. Like just, not in your carnival. Yeah, style. it was like we'd won the cup. Yeah, you know, it was that. And Green Street was packed, and and the corner, and then it, it died off a bit. It was just this main square because you've got the square where the pub is, and on the other corner you've got the the, the statue, yeah. which is you know they're two main hubs of where people yeah. congregate on a on a normal match day, let alone <coughs> an occasion like this. So you know it, it's it's going off. People spilled into the road because the the room ran out on the pavements. Um, the traffic was was standstill. Standstill. It wasn't going anywhere. This was for a few hours. Yeah. Um, the West Ham bus turned up. That was held up for about forty five minutes. <laughs> um, you know, j- j- just sheer could not get through the crowd. Yeah. That's that's all it was. And then that got through eventually. You know, a, a police mm-hmm. escort through. Um, they they got people out of the road. They got through eventually. And then about. Five o'clock or after, I'd say, the Man United bus turns up. Why the party's in full swing? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> people are 
agitated. And then, you know, I don't want to say... Ter- I, I thought, personally, there, I, I didn't see what... When I'm up on Green Street, there was some... Uh, there was a bit of trouble there when the bus got, got round there. But um, I thought the police done a decent job on a day. Mm. I just think they make the wrong decision sometimes. Mm. You know, the, the way they approach things with... You know, riot shield. There was no no trouble there yeah. until they start to sort of force yeah. their way in, and it then creates it creates tension. tension yeah, um, and then some some bottles were thrown as as the bus. You know, it was held up there for a long time. As it come round the corner, some bottles were thrown. Uh, the tinting on the the windows were were bright. I mean, the, the 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 windows are bulletproof. They wasn't going through for for no one. Yeah. You know, um, and then. That was it. It was as quick as a flash. As soon as it turned around, it was done. People yeah. turned around again. They started partying. Then the police came in. Um, as I said, what I saw, I saw a couple of bottles at first, and then people just followed suit. They just yeah. started lobbing bottles. But I didn't see a lot of people in colours. So then what happened then after was the riot police came in. Um, they wanted to clear the street. Um, they got a little bit heavy-handed. There was a bit of... Um, what do you say... Tension, yeah, I'd say tension because what had happened was as they got the um, the, the Green Street was packed and outside the stadium was packed. There's uh, some gates there. As they got the coach round, what they did, they parked two vans there, which created a bottleneck, Mm -hmm. which started to create a crush. And there were some kids that had to be actually lifted over where the players' car park was. So I think people had come up from there, and they was a bit angry. Well, well, when you're blocked. You know, you could be on a tube. It could be you're in traffic. Mm. When all of a sudden you you can't move and get to where you want to go, and especially if you've had a few beers, you need the toilet. You're yep. meeting your mate around the corner. People start to get a little bit this, stressed out. This was the same thing at Dortmund as yeah, well. This, there was fighting inside the stadium yeah, because of that. But, but but this is the thing that bugs me about it because we talk about these things sometimes that are football things that have happened around football fixtures, and because everyone's talking about the bowling, because everyone's talking about it on Twitter, it's on the TV. It's Man United. Yes, it's a football match and something bad goes wrong and therefore it's a football problem. But these things happen Mm. all around the world, all the time, Mm. that are human problems rather than it being a football problem, you know? It's like uh, racism, the, the Chelsea fans on that thing. Yes, guess what? Some Chelsea fans are probably racist, you know. Yeah. But guess what? There's a probably uh, it's a societal problem for me. There's Mm. a lot of people in society that are probably racist or that get pissed off or that get drunk. I don't think you can sit here and just say West Ham fans are hooligans or football fans are hooligans. You can't say that stuff <coughs> just because a few people. It's, you an, know. it's an easy story to sell. It is an easy story That's to sell. That's the thing, though, because of the past and the past that we, our club holds from the eighties, and it's easy to brand us as that. You know, a few people throw bottles. The whole world wants to think it's gone back to the eighties again. I mean, yeah. I know you're a friend of Adrian Durham, um, but I, I was listening to his. his um, show the next day and he's saying about uh, West Ham he, he, he described the scenes as apocalyptic Yeah. now if that's the apocalypse I think we'll be alright <laughs> a couple yeah. of tinted windows <laughs> tinted windows broken yeah. and everyone drinking so, beer I'll, I'll bring it yeah. on I'll say you know what I mean have you not seen Independence Day yeah. I thought it was going to be like that do you know what I mean and he's, but he's saying things like you know the the, the the game should be replayed in a neutral venue. I know he's, yeah. he's paid to create controversy, well, but that's the media. That's what media do, though, don't they? But they try and they, they, they do this thing. They try and make an absolute meal out of it in order to sensationalise it. Because 
all these traditional media business models are all based on catering to a large amount of people, making them read for longer, listen for longer, watch for longer, because that's how they then make money is the value of their inventory, their advertising, real estate, etc. As I said, uh, they don't they don't paint paint the, the good people in a good light, you know. And no. there's a, a hell of a lot more, you know, ninety nine percent more people. I, I mean, I, I said on my video, people call me a lot. I've got video footage now. I, I couldn't see it before. Somebody said to me about, you know, it's funny how you call all the good stuff, but, you know, when you was in the line, because what happened was, because of the, the idiots and the police came in and everyone thought they was doing a pretty decent job, they got a bit heavy-handed in the mm. end. Tensions got a thing. So bottle, more bottles were being, being thrown. A line of West Ham fans lined up in front of them so, so people would stop throwing the the, uh, in front of the police. And they've got shields. And I was one of them, Matt. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought it was bang out of order. Yeah. You know, um, they brought the, ple- the, the the horses into, but there was about 100 to 200 lining up and just saying, look, calm down. You know, this is not what this day's about. You know? yeah. And as I said to... to um, so so to let me just get that straight. So you were stood in front of the police yeah. looking at, at, where, at, at, not West Ham fans necessarily, but Crowds. the crowd yeah. of people that are there, the majority of which are clearly West Ham fans. Some people were throwing bottles um, and you were stood in front of them. Um, a human shield, if you would, saying, calm down, everyone... They're less likely to throw a bottle at us. What was the reaction to that? Uh, Yeah, it was calm. It was there, down, there was no uh, there was no bottles thrown while people were there. There was a couple of um, stray ones that you know the people that were in the line made it very clear. You know, you better so you do that. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, it's amazing. And there was there was there was other people going out into the crowd, seeking out the people that was doing it, right. pointing them out, saying, "Stop it!" You know, yeah. this, is, this is out of order. Um, but none of that was reported. Well, it's amazing what football fans can do. Yeah, it's amazing what yeah. when you actually treat and, and, and allow football fans to to actually self police. Uh, that they can actually make a, a very difficult situation boil down um, and the police by, by the sounds of it were like okay to stand back and allow that to happen because self-policing in my opinion is the right way to do it but the press would have you believe that, that this was all West Ham thugs uh, all, uh, to a man scum uh, and that's the problem that we face as football fans now Yeah, you know, you know even now you can, you can get stopped from going in a football, a football stadium if you're drunk and the definition of drunk is more than two units mm. Like that, so they, they they have the right. Football grounds have the right to test you as you go in, and and if you want to get in that stadium, you have to oblige in that test. And it's just another symptom of the fact the way football fans are treated. And I, think not, I can understand really. things that have gone on in the past, especially with you know the inquests have just come out and, and and things like that. You know, it's a very sensitive thing to say. You can't just turn around and say, oh yeah, everyone should be treated this way. I mean, it should be it should be policed more sensitively I think sometimes they can create more of a problem than there is do you know what I mean like and yeah definitely uh, yeah I won't go too much into that I don't want to I mean because I thought they'd done a decent job on a day yeah yeah I think the um, what is interesting though when you've got a party situation like that I mean you see it in Notting Hill Carnival um, it goes off at times whenever there's large groups of people that are revelling where it's sunshine where there's alcohol involved invariably there's always the odd idiot that ruins it a little bit. Mm. Um, be that a kickoff happening, mm. be that a bit of violence. It happens. It happens in parties. It happens in pubs. It, it happens in city centres up and down, uh, down the country. But the um, there's also times when because there is a party happening, 
other people join in and, and come by, you know, that aren't necessarily there for the mm. for the specific reason of the party. So they might not be West Ham fans. How many times have you had it where you stood outside a pub in somewhere like Soho? It's a nice evening. There's a few of you stood around. All of a sudden, some random or stranger kind of comes back. Could be a guy that's like trying to trying to get a cigarette. Yeah. And then next thing, he stood there a little bit too long. And then something happens, and they're a bit rude to someone else. Yeah, and you're there yeah. going, "Well, this isn't me." And, and that's just when there's a small group of you. Yeah. But when there's actually like people can't move and there's 50,000 people crammed into an area yeah. you know it's not surprising that things good. No, the, the lion thing was funny I've got to bring up it was funny because I'm standing in the line it's a very serious matter you know I'm trying to look my you know stop calm, calm, calm everyone down I'd stop and to be pe- fair if Nick was telling me to <laughs> stop so Nick's a big lad you're the guy from West Ham can I have a selfie can I have a selfie so I was like yeah yeah, yeah. So like, and then there was like a little bit of a line coming so I'm standing in the line people are stopped trying, and then people just go and take a selfie yeah. like, you're trying to calm yeah, everyone down and then, and then just giving it your best blue steel <laughs> and then it was getting a bit so it got a bit rowdy in the corner and a guy come up to me and he was chatting away to me and I was like looking over his shoulder he's going to be Nick 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 he's just trying to talk to me about West Ham because yeah, you yeah. see me on on, on YouTube and uh, I was like yes yeah, sorry mate sorry you know it was, it was yeah, just yeah, YouTube it was problems crazy yeah that's right what, uh, what, what, what's your actual feeling about the Olympic Stadium now um, I've warmed to it um, yeah, I have warmed to it. Uh, I wasn't. I, I, in fact, I was actively opposed to it at the start. I didn't want to leave. Um, I wanted to stay where we were. I wanted to develop the East End. I know that that that's not um, that wasn't viable in the end. But um, yeah, I'm, I just didn't want to leave at home, you know. And um, but as you know, the, the the time's gone on. You know, they've released certain pictures and things, and it gets you a little bit excited and think, you know, mm. it's sort of like, you know, someone that's so adamant to stick onto that, and then they start sort of teasing you with things. You're like, mm, maybe I could go over there in a little, yeah. So it's got a bit like that. So, um, mm. <laughs> I'd love to know because uh, Huddersfield, I remember us getting a new stadium and. Because there was this new thing happening, it kind of created a bit more of a different buzz. And, and I remember that at the end of that season, we we got in the auto glass windscreen shield cup, whatever it was. We got to Wembley for the first time in 60-odd years. And then we moved into the new stadium and we got promoted via the playoffs of that season in the new stadium. And I'd love to see the, um, the statistics around... Because you've had an amazing season yeah. while this is going on. You know, I'd love to know the stats around when a club's moving into a new stadium, the impact that that has on the club fortunes. Mm. Because I, I just feel that there is something that's. I'm not saying God, where every time a club moves stadium, they do amazing. But you guys have overachieved a little bit, so yeah. say this year, definitely. Yeah. And you might go on and do that again next year. Um, and, and yeah, there's so, got to be something in your, your surroundings uh, that affect the way you play. You know, you're at home, you're, you're used to it. Spurs, for example, have the smallest smallest pitch, but in the league by far. Um, well, oh really? Yeah. What, even though you play like some of the best football, Flav. Thank you. <laughs> making me feel better. But it, this is this is what worries me. You know, I, I've, I've actively said to a couple of the guys, you know, when you go into this stadium for the first maybe season, it's like playing at a neutral ground. Yeah. You know, it's like playing at Wembley every yeah. week. You know, it's it might not work to our favour. It, it takes a little time to bed in. Yeah. Um, the surroundings and the pitch dimensions going to be new. Yeah. You know where their family. You know things like things like that. I mean, footballers are fickle, aren't they? They don't. They, they, you know, you only have to change their socks, and they, you know, they, they'll have a bad season and <laughs> yeah. things like that. You know what I mean? So where their families are, you know, they, they're used to coming out of the tunnel. They know where to look for their families. The first few games, like, 
where are they? Yeah. Where are they? You know, and it played, the things like that. Yeah, I remember as well, we moved into this new stadium and, and I remember um, such an anti-climax. It was Wick, Wickham Wanderers, first game, and the beat is 1-0. Oh, know, it's like... Yeah, but Simon then, Garner and he always used to score against us for with a black pen. He used to always score against us, and we lost one 0 and it was a real bad buzz. And I, I don't know what you mean, but um, it's, well, it hasn't since become a fortress. That'd be a lie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how it yeah, all we goes kick for off. You, yeah, know? can I ask you a question before we go on? Yeah, we've go got on. time. Um, I was just wondering how, how you see the the, the, the closing ceremony and, and, and the hype around this bowling because. I was looking. It's great for me as a West Ham fan. I mean, much, as much coverage as we can get, the better. But I mean, it's there seems to be a lot centred around it, you know. And p- people have moved out of state, and I don't remember that all the hoo ha about, you know, even when like teams like Arsenal won, uh, left Highbury, and mm. you know Huddersfield have left, and Bolton have left, and Middlesbrough. Yeah. Have, I don't remember being a whole day de- dedicated to the Highbury. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Well, it, I think yes, it's a great question actually, and and. Uh, what I would say is that football and social media have really evolved now that any of these moments are magnified. I mean, crying out loud, not being funny, how many coach windows have been put through? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and how many... Loads. Uh, yeah, loads. And, and how many has that <coughs> happened in around football, you know? It, it's it's been, always been a very common thing, but, but nowadays I think that a lot of moments are magnified to such a degree that they... Uh, but it's also like that in, in the world. You think about the amount of crises, you know, um, that's happened where there's an earthquake here or there's some kind of... Mm. Now on social media, when anything happens, it's kind of like we're all in touch with these moments yeah. where a lot of people that didn't necessarily watch the news, they didn't find you because yeah. you... But now because everyone's on Facebook and things like Facebook is essentially a feed of all these big companies getting to you. It's less about what you, um, you know, your mates uploading pictures of their kids or them on a night out. What is essentially dominating your feed now is... It's adverse. It's adverse, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's curating the world's content. So if there's anything that happens that's significant in an area that you've got likes on, it'll find its way to you. So people's kind of awareness and mag- uh, around that's, these most magnified. That's definitely the right answer, mm. right? But the romantic in me Go on. Would, would say that, um, that, it, that the fact that West Ham have to move from their stadium, their home, the place where you've played football. I don't even tell you why it's so important. Everybody mm. knows it's where you've all those memories you've created. The fact that that's bricks and mortar that come alive every time the the, the, the team walk and go onto the pitch and all the bubbles and all that stuff. Um, the fact that you have to succeed and, and, and move forward. Uh, sorry, the fact that you have to need a new stadium in order to to move forward. It is a, it's a very sad, sad thing, and it's, it's. I get why you're looking forward to it now because mm. the decisions made and what what choice do you have? But it's 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 a sad thing, um, and it's a shame that that has to happen. It's a shame that White Hart Lane has to be renovated. I don't mm. want to leave. It's a brass bucket, but I don't want to leave. I, I like it, you know. Mm. And um, I think that's for me what resonated because I've got no love for West Ham, um, but it, it resonated. I saw, you know, Ryan Noble's. Sorry, yeah. Mark Noble's um, interview was was, was good um, <laughs> and and passionate, and you know he was in tears a little bit, and you'd like to see that from your club captain. But what what thing bug, bugged me a little bit was the kind of the, the, the Sky Sports esque fire and ice. Yeah, oh, we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go into it again. Oh yeah, but, the um, I get the, the razzmatazz. The, the we'll razzmatazz. Like, <laughs> this is West Ham. This the is a grassroots football club. Yeah, yeah. We don't, you don't need Ben Shepherd. I know he's, I know he's a West Ham fan. You need ben Nicky. 
You mean Nicky from? I agree. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Pitch, yeah. I, I, I thought it was um, personally like I like some of the stuff they done. Yeah. Some of the stuff they done was was clever, and it's a it's a spectacle when you're there. Fireworks. Um, <laughs> I'm not yeah. great. No, I mean it's, I it's fireworks. You know, I say them every I love, a, I love a Catherine, Catherine wheel. wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you want to see pyrotechnics? You normally go to the wrestling over at, uh, <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. at, at, at the O2. You know, but um, I mean that was. You know, it, it was expected. I like some of the VT stuff they've done with Bobby Moore switching off the lights. And, yeah. you know, so the, the things I enjoyed the most was watching the fans talk. Yeah. And I think that's where they, they fell down a bit. I mean, all due respect, they brought out something like 30 legends or something onto the pitch yeah. and spoke to Anton Ferdinand. Now, I've got nothing against Anton Ferdinand, right. but I want to hear from. If I'm going to hear from yeah. anyone, I want to hear from Tony Cotty. Tony Cotty yeah. was our Amateur of the Year. And well, Ian Bishop. Ian Bishop, yeah, people like that. Julian Dix. That's the people. Yeah, Trevor that's Morley. The people. If we get it, well, we would get it. Yeah, 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 that's the people that I want. I mean, it. Tony Cotty's a massive West Ham fan. Yeah. He's, you know, he come for our youth academy. He spent a long time with us. He's, he's a cult hero of ours. You know, you know, he's actually a hero, yeah. not a cult hero. Alvin Martin, I know Alvin Martin, actually, he's a top guy. He wasn't there. Was he not there? No, no, he was... Uh, Is he alright? He was out earning money, I think. Yeah, he was doing a speech or something. There was right. a couple that didn't make it. So well, yeah. We've all got to earn money. That's, that's Frank McAvenny. <laughs> Did you like him? I love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's great. Actually, we're, we're, we're setting up for something with him, but uh, that would be tough. I'll tell you after. Yeah, that would yeah. be good. But no, I mean, it was, um, and I know we probably need to move on, Flav, but yeah. um, West Ham are that kind of club because I'm obviously a lower division fan, so I'm not, I don't have these. Hatred things where because I'm a Tottenham fan, I've got to hate them, or because yeah. I'm a Chelsea fan, I've got to hate them. I just take everything entirely from a neutral perspective. Um, and West Ham's a club that that I, I, I love and, and um, appreciate. I mean, I'm like with Tottenham as well. Mm. Great stories, great narratives throughout the history. There's a, a an, an honesty a, a, around the fans where it's a fan base, it's a genuine fan base mm. rather than a. Um, like is a Chelsea fan base is it genuine yeah, I've seen cool. a lot of people in Leicester kits at the minute which makes me feel slightly uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, yeah. never probably seen a Leicester kit in London even though one of my best mates is a Leicester fan yeah. never seen it all of a sudden there's folk going around in Leicester kits I didn't even realise that clubs as small as Leicester had replica kits I just thought <laughs> I'm not the only one that plays in uh, is that's it Think I'm bitter. Yeah. Yeah, bit bitter. <laughs> no, but it is. But it, you know, it's good that you've had that um, a, a great season, man. I think mm. I think that's the thing, and, and I really hope that that you kick on. And, and I think if if anything, this Olympic Stadium it's allowed you to keep probably. Uh, it's a real kind of incentive to. It's a nice story for the players. We're moving to this new stadium. It's going to be a great stadium. <coughs> a lot of yeah. attention on West Ham. You've got into to to Europe, keeping people like Payet, Payet, Payet. Am I sorry, Payet. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a good thing. Hopefully, you can really go on uh, next season. I'd love it if you could. It, it, we've we've been we finished fifth before in the Premier League. Um, All right, Nick. No, no I'm just I'm, I'm, <laughs> don't get cocky. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> just so you know, yeah. I've, uh, the thing is, we you know, the, we, we get built up <laughs> to these points. We finished seventh before as well under you know Glenn Roder. So, yeah. um, was do I see this as an achievement? Yeah, it's a great achievement for what we've done on the pitch this year and, and getting the entertainment factor back yeah. but the important factor is is now and what we've never done before is we need to move forward we can't afford to take 10 steps back again yeah. just to, to build it up to this and get everyone excited because of the stadium we need to go forward now right. you know, what we do need you do to, to do on. that but Bilic is a winner yeah, he is a winner. we need to keep the players that we've got yeah. uh, we need to get rid of some of the players that uh, uh, you know uh, 
not necessarily from the Allardyce era because there's some good players there but you know there was some players that were just there to fill squad numbers we, we, who's, what we need who's to out who, if you're wielding the axe yeah. who is it Nick uh, players, o- O'Brien yep. get um, him on the phone Valencia <laughs> oh. uh, and a Valencia and um, believe it or not and Mark the, Noble no <laughs> the Afrosacco I'd have him out oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? His attitude stinks now. Uh, he's got a bit above himself. Uh, I don't like players like that. He's uh, he's had a few problems off the pitch. Uh, this is my opinion, by the yeah. way. It's not a fact, but um, I think he's had a few problems with his ex and his, his um, daughter or son or whatever it is going back to France. Um, and I think that's affected the guy. You know, he's, he's been in a bit of trouble with the police, kicking off over over certain things. I think the guy just needs to go home. I think he, you know, that's where his family is. I think he wants yeah. to go back to um, to France. Yeah. But we'll we'll see when he turns up at Liverpool <laughs> next year, banging in goals. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's the first half over and done okay. with. We've wow. flown through that, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but before we do, why do West Ham make us about so much? What is it? What did we ever... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I do to you. Well, I'll tell you, Flav, I, I love you, mate. I, I love you dearly. I know, I love you too. But um, I've been watching... I've been watching a, a guy on, on Facebook. I've got. I'm not going to mention his name. I don't want to give him any exposure, but because he's he's a plonker, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, he calls himself the Rabbi. Have you seen him? No. Um, oh, he calls himself. He's he got quite... hair like a cockerel. <laughs> like a cockerel. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got hair like a like a cockerel. I think he does it on purpose. He's Spurs. He's Spurs. Yeah. He calls himself the Rabbi, and he's he sort of sits there delivering these messages and I've seen a few over the last I've never seen a guy get something so wrong in all my life because I don't know what it he is was, we're going to be going to Chelsea and we're going to go and be winning Arsenal this and Arsenal oh, that and God. he's really been getting the last few weeks and everything he's said has just got, <laughs> gone the opposite way you know yeah. once that title dream was gone he was like don't worry about that <laughs> don't worry about that right good luck to Leicester but it's the important thing now is we're going to finish above Arsenal like Tottenham that, is mate. white and blue I'll show you him I'll, yeah. I'll show you I like Tottenham it. is white and blue now and you know and even up to up to the weekend we're going to go up to Newcastle there's no way we're going to lose this game. <laughs> 
Arsenal is going to be blue running uh, you know the streets yeah. are blue again and your rabbi is telling you something alright alright I understand I understand and that's, that's the sort of reason I understand, yeah. why, I understand, why, understand, why, understand why everyone hates us and I, do you know what I've, first time in my life I've actually felt hated and by, you know, by everyone the thing is as well Flav, me, but, but before, not me personally but before we go the same guy we've got another half I, I know, mate. Look, yeah. If you listen to it, it doesn't end yet. Oh, all right, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. That same guy, for everything he says about Arsenal, he always brings West Ham into it. Oh, does for it? someone that's not bothered yeah. about us, like a, a club that, that iterate and they're not worried about us, and you know, you can go, he always sort of mentions it in his. Does, he, does anyway. he get many views? <laughs> I think he does, yeah. Does he? I, I think so. I, I'll show I you, Mike. Like for, for what reason? Yeah, but I quite like that he's positive. Yeah. I think I could do with him just like, every, you know, when I get up and I'm feeling a little bit down, and he's like, now, Matt, don't worry, you've got a bit of a cold today. Yeah. <laughs> You're not feeling yourself. Have a Barocca. <laughs> It'll be fine. Well, the streets it, will be blue. Let's check him out. I didn't expect you to have such, such a conclusive answer to why you hate us, so um, we're enough. A specific answer, almost. Conclusive. Okay. Yeah, and specific, mm. yeah. All right, see you after this. Visit and subscribe to the Bull Street YouTube channel. This week on Bull Street, we discuss the England announcement, more on Tottenham's capitulation, as well as a huge coverage of all playoff games. Don't forget that there's Social Club, where Ped, Robbie and Paul and I go through all the weekend's action. So this is actually first half extra time. Yep. Um... We're going to do a little bit in the on-the-pitch segment that relates to the playoffs. Uh, we've brought down Carl. <laughs> no, he's called Cal, but the, the Beast calls him Carl. Because he, um, he thought that you were calling him Carl because of your northern accent. Because I've got Yorkshire, and I, I call him Cal. I said yeah. C-A-L, I go, Cal, Cal. <laughs> yeah. And the, so the Beast started calling him Carl, <laughs> which obviously I love. It happens, doesn't it? It happens. Cal, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. We've brought you down to talk to about the playoffs because you're a fan of lower league football. I am. Southend United. We're all fans of lower league football. I, yeah, I am a fan of it. I just don't watch enough of it. You but need to start watching it. It's more I know, interesting. It is, it is interesting. It is interesting. There's a lot going on. I am sounding patronising right now. Cal, you're a Southend fan. I am. How long have you been Southend for? Uh, let me work this out in my head. I think about 17 seasons you now. Had, you had the option of being an Arsenal fan because your old my man's dad Arsenal. Me up as Arsenal. So you could have had that excuse. Yeah, but you right thought, now. no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to support my local team. Local team. But local I still team. hate Tottenham. I know. <laughs> I still hate it's Tottenham. It's you being so nice. I know. Very um, aggressive. Cal, Cal always comes out swinging. Yeah, <laughs> it's just my mentality. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that way. I'm gully. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, small, small team syndrome. I'll take you all on. It's like little man syndrome. So, mate, you're always in the playoffs. Not this year, we're not. Yeah, I know. What happened? We Phil. just fell apart. Phil Brown, I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure how that might go to the rest of the fans. Is he still there, Phil? Unfortunately, he's still there. It's been a while, Still man. there. Three seasons, I think. How's but, his um, time? What's that? How's his time? Yeah, it's always good, isn't it? Mm. I think he gets an extra sunbed when the weather's not about. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we was putting outside playoffs about ten games ago, and then we won once since then. Oh. And we end up 15th in the league, so... Let's move good. on, shall we? Talk yeah. about the playoffs. Yeah, let's do yeah. that, yeah. So, um, I where think, do you want me to start? I think we've got to start with, um, because you <laughs> and I both, to call it a private coaching session would probably be uh, <laughs> slightly uh, hyperbolic. Yeah. Um, but 
we did spend a bit of time on the training pitch with the beast yeah. and he, he, you saw it, it in his performance <coughs> you, you saw the, the merits of our work didn't you I trained him up well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so you know what I was talking earlier about putting in the boxes Cal was playing the marker you see so oh, he, right. was, he was caging the beast was he how did that get on did you get a sense of how strong he is yeah, both times he jumped on top of me and slammed up into the floor. Hey, but, well, um, I was just about to say, I wouldn't want to be in front of him. Is yeah. Even me, I'm a big guy, you know what I mean? And he, he came off the bench. Uh, but, but, you know, I won my fair share, I just want to put it out there first. <laughs> that was, might have been something to do with the bad crosses. It might have been something to do with the crosses, but yeah. I got enough head on it. Um, That's true. But yeah. He came they, off the bench, didn't he? It changed the game, to be honest. For what, what game? The Atkinson Stanley versus Wimbledon game. Um, it was it was pretty dry, wasn't it, for the first seventy minutes? Nil nil, nil nil, and then the beast came off the bench, and Wimbledon started getting a bit more direct, yeah. playing to his strengths, and he, he changed the game, and they ended up getting a one nil for a beast assist. He sma- yeah. well, he, yeah, he, he bottom, smashed man. a volley, yeah. yeah, like the side of the post kind of mm. thing, where he spanked this volley, <laughs> um, and I don't know how that didn't break the the goalpost to be honest and and then he um, there was a header where did you see that it was weird because nobody on the pitch had actually you know normally everyone's looking out if the ball's in the box you kind of penalty penalty um, and the beast headed it and he was looking goalward and the guy's hand blocked yeah. it like almost like a basketball slam dunk <laughs> where, where where they block it yeah. and, and they didn't even go up for it's it a did blatant they? penalty but blatant. I think because it was behind his head no one really saw it happen Yeah. so they all, it was look, it looked yeah. closer for cameras than it did for anyone there yeah and then he picked it up near post <laughs> managed to turn put it to the edge the guy had two bites of the cherry but got the winning goal so yeah he, he totally changed the he's game he's such a unique specimen though isn't oh. he I mean god I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to play against him he's just yeah. a unit of a man and his hold up player I mean you see players like Andy Carroll now Andy Carroll compared to me he's, he's quite a slight guy you know but the beast is a, he's a big guy to try and get round him must be absolutely yeah. right now he's ginormous yeah. alright so that, that was uh, AFC AFC when done yeah I just want to say quickly to Ackerton Stanley you've got to give him props that was a 90 second minute they was going up to automatic promotion 90 second minute Bristol Rovers scored and then the playoffs Smallest budget in the league, so they deserve a little shout out. Yeah, so we'll do that. By the time this is out, because Flav's usually got a little bit of an issue with getting these things out, um, (laughs) we will, and we won't be on iTunes just to tell everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be on my phone and Flav's phone. (coughs) So if you want to listen, you're going to have to come and just borrow borrow one of our phones. But yeah, the uh, it could be all over, I guess. And and actually, one of the games Wednesday Wednesday beat Bradford, didn't they? Uh, Not Bradford, Brighton. Sorry, yeah. Right. And again, so they're going to Wembley. Wednesday, are one of five teams. I read this earlier, thanks to Richard Foster from the Guardian. One of five teams that got a hundred percent record in the playoffs. Every time they're in it, they've gone up. Every time right? they've gone in it, they've won it. That is an incredible stat. Mm. That is an incredible stat. So thank you, Richard Foster. How many times have been in it? I don't know if that's that. Probably about four times. But it's still that's impressive. Still very good. And then yeah. poor old Brighton. And then Brighton, a bit like Accrington, they've yeah. got the second highest points to ever qualify for the playoffs. Yeah. They were 15 points ahead. 15 points clear of Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. And they've... I don't know if anyone watched the game last night. No. 17 shots in the first half they had. They peppered Sheffield Wednesday. Like, there was like two goal line clearances, hit the post twice. It could have been 5-0 up in the first half. To be honest, I'm... I'm not that fussed about Brighton nowadays. I don't know why. No. Since they moved stadium, they got a little bit arrogant for me. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. Not Brighton. You haven't got a fin for them. Uh, not well uh, they're a Yorkshire derby and sometimes we play against them and I hate them a bit if they beat us 
but by and large I don't mind them but Brighton there's just something about them very arrogant since they got the new stadium just, just don't like them <laughs> just don't like them yeah. I've got that about a few clubs but, uh, we'll talk about that another time <laughs> uh, and finally Plymouth Plymouth uh, the, pl- the Plymouth they're going to go up aren't they they're going to go up yeah. I'm sorry Beast but they're going up I uh, think they've got enough if the winner should. of Pompey Plymouth was always going to go up I think mm. um, their, their squad's a lot stronger They've got much better individual talent. So why didn't they get promoted automatically? Because Oxford and Bristol Rovers and Northampton did. I, I, I don't know. Uh, they, they've had bad patches in their seasons, whereas the others haven't. I mean, remember Northampton got something like 96 points. It's mm. one of the best records that's ever been set. And then the other two just scraped through by the skins of their teeth compared to the other five. Mm. Uh, four, sorry. But Plymouth and Pompey are just better. They've got the more infrastructure. They've got the bigger fan bases. I just think it'll pull them through. I'm going to pull this out of the bag. Hmm? Yeah. Is Paul Storrock the manager of Plymouth? No, he's not. <laughs> okay. He hasn't been for a long time. Yeah, but Do you know what colour Plymouth play in? Green. That's correct, yeah. Yes. Well, purple and white. Awake, yeah. Yeah. well green and white. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what the second name is? The Argyles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Cal, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming down. You're going to do a full round-up of playoffs next week. I am. The finals, who's Apparently. going up, who's yeah. going down, how they're going to do, Yeah. how they might fare. I can, I can tell you now who's going to win them all. But well, let's just well, say... Well, let's, let's, next week. Yeah, let's <laughs> next week, yeah. well, you've wetted our whistle. Now yeah, we'll yeah. our whistle. Uh, yeah, nice one, Cal. Thank you, mate. Uh, that, was, that was Carl, everybody. Carl. <laughs> Is that going to stick? I hope not. I'm trying. See you later. It's not even a nickname, it's just another name. Cheers, mate. No worries. Hope you like okay. Alright, so uh, now our off the pitch section. Explain to people if this is the first time they've ever listened. Yeah, so we have um, two sections to the podcast. We have on the pitch where we talk about things relating to the football clubs and the, the game of football. And then we have our off the pitch section where we get into the uh, more about, we peel back the curtain, we open Pandora's box. Uh, you can tell I haven't prepared this. But you're into <laughs> you, yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And, and we get to kind of you know tell us a little bit more about the, the actual people because yeah. this isn't a media company where we're all paid salaries to come in and, and pretend we give a shit about what we're talking about and to show you that facade. Mm. You turn on Sky, you see the facade, you see the front end. You don't see what they're like as people, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So that's what we like to do. And I think we achieved that a little bit with Robbie last week. Yep. And we're going to go through a little bit of that with... Uh, Are you ready for this? Yes, mate, yeah. yeah. Of you just seem like kind of guys ready for anything. Yeah. yeah. Bottles yeah. being thrown at you. Yeah, just police lines. on. Selfies whilst being <laughs> Anything like that. So, I mean, look, look, first of all, mate, why don't you tell us where, um, just how you got how you got into the Hammers? The Hammers? God, I, I was born into it. I, I, to be honest, I can't remember. Um, when did you first become aware of them? Like, what there was this thing that was... I, West to be Ham. fair, when I, when I first became aware of football, I was about seven. Right. Um, it wasn't West Ham that caught my me straight away. It was England actually, and, and okay. that's quite ironic because I, I can't stand uh, <laughs> watching the England team now. Yeah, but it was the ninety World Cup. No, yeah. Um, as soon as that came along, uh, I was I was fixated by it. You know, um, that was pretty hard. Yeah, it was pulling stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was the exact same tournament for me as well. And it was it was because I, I remember collect. It was someone dropped around a sticker book. I was into He-Man and Thundercats before that, you know, and, and I was so fixated on all that. But um, someone dropped around a sticker book and... <laughs> Sorry, just He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love loving He-Man and the Thundercats. Yeah, it was. It, it was all of that and great the Ghostbusters era. and things like that. It was, it was so great, great era. Um, 
Yeah, so someone dropped around a sticker book and I started collecting the stickers. My mum bought, went out and bought me a few packs. And then I become aware that the, the stuff I was collecting in the book was, was on the TV. Yeah. And uh, I'd seen my dad watching football before and it was, I remember it being very unattractive. It was a Sunday afternoon on ITV. The yeah. pitches looked like absolute shit. Yeah. And yeah. it just looked boring, you know. It's yeah. not, it wasn't the glitz and the glamour that it is now and I just couldn't be bothered with it when I was a kid. Would it have been Des Lynham as well? Yeah, no, it was great. Saints and Greaves. Saints and Greaves. Yeah, Saints and Greaves yeah, on a Sunday afternoon. So, sorry, Nick, since you've been talking, so it's troubling me. Who's your favourite He Man villain? <laughs> <laughs> Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah, Skeletor. Skeletor. I liked Merman. Who was that little mug who used to fly Orko. about? Orko. Yeah. Orko, yeah. Orko's not a mug. He is a mug. He's, a, he's an oracle. What did he do? He gave us the little bit at the end of the episode where he said. He was a bit of a liability, man. <laughs> he was a liability. I mean, he Cringer together. <laughs> You're asking for trouble, but uh, but yeah, but I mean, Skeletor was uh, very. I used to like the guy I forgot his name now I think his name was actually Sucker or something you, but you, the toy you used yeah. to get him and you used to stick him to the wall and he yeah. had this little yeah, plunger yeah. thing on him that was yeah. great didn't he have like it was green yeah. he was green and he had it's like, his face. It was like, yeah it was like a leech or something no, I Merman I Merman yeah. no it wasn't Merman you squeeze his face and the water shoot would come out this no it wasn't him stuff, I'm, I'm talking about this Sorry. guy who used to <laughs> stick to the windows and things but yeah and it had yeah it did stick to the hand yeah yeah I actually just to end this I quite like you know the the, the felt on on the Thundercat no not the Thundercat the the Battle Cat yeah Battle Cat yeah. you know what I'm talking about Battle Cat the green one on his feet no no it was like so Skeletor wore uh, rode this sort of panther this purple panther yeah yeah I remember that and He-Man's cat was was Battle Cat Battle Cat okay, slash yeah. Cringer Cringer yeah it was Cringer wasn't it Cringer like, was, was his battle name cat? Battle Cat was his name when yeah. he became the Battle it Cat it was Cringer he was like oh I'm terrified about everything and then yeah. all of a sudden the sword had come out they'd do that I have the power and Cringer would get on some armour plated red shit yeah. and he would be fearless all of a sudden Bull Street taking off the pitch to New Lanes. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back let's, to let's, it. Let's be fair, though. It, it was a bit of a... a, a what do you call it? It was, it's, <coughs> it it's, it's basically saying they're taking drugs, isn't it? You know, <laughs> Candy Cat. Uh, what would you call it? You call it? Um, it's like it had three bottles of hooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It was, it was a... It suddenly, like steroids or something. Yeah, something like that. Can, yeah. we, can we get back to West Ham fan TV? Of course we can, Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> So, what, yeah, so what was, where were we after? Uh, when I had a lot of football. Yeah. It didn't like that and all of a sudden. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the glitz and the glamour that came along with the World Cup, yeah. which is the first World Cup I remember. And um, I remember getting right into that. And uh, I remember my dad saying to me at the time, you know, like that. You know, that goes on all, all year, you know. And mm. we've got this. So I started to watch the games. I started to get more interested in it. I started to... Uh, collect the sticker books and things like that as you, as you do and then um, by the time the next season had ended I, I was absolutely in love with it I was so how did you go because I would have thought if you'd have watched that thing that you'd have come out of that tournament being right Lineker I love Lineker or Gaza I love Gaza and I want to see what they're doing and, and I want to follow them well I actually I, I did you, was, it was, was get, your it, mount at West Ham fan yeah it was I mean all my family are a massive West Ham fans so I remember I, I didn't know who they played for <coughs> I, I know them as England players um, and I, I, I remember saying I love I love Gascoigne you know Gascoigne he's the man he went you don't like him suddenly plays for Tottenham <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm like Tottenham and he started to educate me on Tottenham and by the by the end of the talk I bloody hated him you know what I mean yeah. so I was like so it was just inbred into me he just, he just you know he taught me and then it was he took me up the road and then he, he started to explain to me about West Ham about Upton Pace it's just up the road 
it's just up there, you know, you walk up You're there like about 20 minutes. And I'm like, up no, the road. no way. And he's like, yeah, you can yeah. walk there from here. And I was like, so he, he walked me down there and, you oh. know, I started to have a look in, in and I was thinking, that is, it wasn't a Premier League club at the time, it was just coming up, but um, the Premier League was, as I started to get more interesting, it was just, just starting. <coughs> I was like, that is, you know, and I, 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 it, it bewildered me. This is a top, Football club and it's right on my doorstep. That is the team for me. I can walk here, mm. and I did. And you know, my my dad, um, yeah. bless his soul, he, he never took me to the football. He never he never went. Really? He never went. No, he didn't want to. He didn't. He didn't enjoy it. I think it was fallout from the eighties and things. He, he right. just fell out of love with the hooliganism element, which was just starting to die out then. Right. So at ten years old, I said, right, I'm going to go on my own, and I saved up. I mean, we didn't have a lot of money around yeah. in those days, you know. Um, Saved up my pocket money for a few weeks, and my friend said to me, "We're playing Sunderland, and you can pay on the door to get in." I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I traded myself up there at, at sort of nine, ten. Went and stood there, paid three or four quid or yeah, whatever it was yeah. to get I in. How much? Stood on the terraces. As soon as I got into the ground, I, I knew, you know, this is I'm going to be coming here for the rest. Because, I mean, it's a weird thing to say, but you walk through the. When it was standing in the end, it was just the, the you know the Taylor report had just been done and it was just yeah. being converted. Um, but I, you know, I stood on the terraces and uh, you go in there and it's just sort of like you feel part of a family. Mm. You know, I know it's an old cliche when you get to a football club, but you're so welcome. They they used to, you know I was, I was a lot smaller then, obviously. They used to pass you to the front and you yeah. get these little stall things. You know, nowadays they wouldn't even have them because people would be slinging them around or smashing them around. But you get these little stall things that was there, these wooden things, yeah. so the kids so could, could stand, stand on, on them to, to see it. You know, and you get a hot dog, and it, it, there was like and there was no. I don't remember there being any sort of like concourses. I remember everything being in the corners of the stands. Right. You, know? you just walk to the back. Yeah. buy a hot dog or whatever so we used to get a hot dog and the smells even people pissing in cups yeah. you know, it was like that but they used to have a thing at Liverpool didn't they called the wet echo and um, it's because there were so many people in the uh, in the cop mm. for example that there was no chance that you'd be able to get out and have a pit in fact the first time I went to the football people just piss at the back of the stand yeah. mm. that's what it was like at Huddersfield at Leeds Road but people used to basically roll up their echo piss in their echo and mm. then they'd just sling it forward and people just, oh. so you'd get a wet echo on the back oh, of your head well, yeah, I, I suppose yeah. if, you, if you need to piss still to, the, to this day you just pop your cock in the, in the pocket of the person in front of you <laughs> <laughs> and that's why everyone hates talking yeah. <laughs> no but that, that is um, I, I love that you're going so who was your um who were your your first heroes then? At West I remember Bishop. For yeah. me, he was just uh, he was, was just amazing. a classy player. Yeah, he yeah. was just a classy player. I love um, him. I love Bishop. Mate. Yeah. And and another one that I, I, I clung on to pretty early as well. I think he just joined us, but you, you, you'd associate with him, Clive Allen. I like. I used oh, to like yeah. Clive Allen. I don't, I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, he didn't do that well for us, but it was just early heroes, you know. And then you you get the likes of you, you start to notice the likes of Dix, yeah, and um, Potts, who you know stayed yeah. with his whole career. Martin at the time, uh, Martin Allen, you know, players yeah. like that. That was my era. Martin Allen used to um, used to carry the ball really well. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, he was he was he was a good player, but you know. He, it wasn't great in them days, you know. It was uh, it was all about being the underdog, and I think that's what I fell in love with as well. You know, the fact that you know every now and then you'd, you'd pop up with a one nil victory against Arsenal, and you'd be like, yes, you know, we've, we've done that. But then, as I started getting more into it, 
you know, sort of 15, 16, um, you start to become a lot more aware. The glitz and the glamour of the Premier League had taken over the old, you know, the old style of of ground and 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 things like that. And it was a lot more available on TV and you know and things like that. It was you know my hero, my, my all time is is Paolo. You know, mm. Paolo Di Canio. Um, he was at a time where uh, I was really into. It. I mean. Nothing was more important. I mean, nothing, you know. Um, and you know, it, you get these times when you fall in and out of love with it. But yeah. you know, over the years, it's it's been it's sometimes hard, but a lot of a lot of good fun, you know. Yeah, a lot of good fun. Just imagine the day when Lionel just gets knocked off the shelf and, <laughs> and re- replaced, replaced the Palo by, de Canio yeah. sticker or whatever. Um, no, that is good. The um, you know, so you started West Ham Fan TV. Mm. Um, w- was you was you nervous at all when you were starting it? Because one of the reasons why did you start it first? Well, well all right, then why why did you why did you start it? Yeah, well, that's probably a better question. Uh, in about <laughs> I think twenty eleven, I think it was. I had to give up my season ticket. Um, there was. N- I say not a lot of money, but there, there was money around. But we we had uh, a few issues with work, and um, my work wasn't going so great. So I had to take a bit of a pay cut, a bit of a loss in hours. So there wasn't enough a lot of spare cash. And then uh, the year after my boy was born, mm-hmm. um, his mum used to work Saturdays and things like that. So it was a lot of babysitting issues to yeah. going around that, and um, yeah, so I had to give it up and. When, when I used to go to the games, you know, I didn't really drink in the pub before. Um, it was it was more after. And but it, the, the thing I just missed about the whole experience was, you know, getting together with with friends, yeah. it's the, the discussions, you know, yeah. the, the highs and the lows of that after. So, West Ham Fan TV actually started as a one show. It was one. It was going to be one a week. It was sort of a podcast, I suppose. Mm. Um, and. <laughs> The idea I had it was it was very vivid in my mind, um, and I wasn't not going to let anybody change it. You know, people and people did try to change it. Mm. Um, we had no experience. None of us had done a bit of editing. None of us had, had worked a camera. We started with, you know, I, I remember bringing the equipment in here to show Robbie when he got in contact with us after it started, and he looked at our camera and he chucked it and I said, went, "Nah." You can't work with that, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it what was it? What, what kind Polaroid? Of... <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a video camera. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a Canon, but we started with a, a, an older thing. But he's like, where does the audio stuff go? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I You're the it. expert, mate. <laughs> yeah. I recorded it on this little dictaphone. And he's like, <laughs> and he was like giggling. And then I showed him the laptop that we had. And he's I'm like, support that. Yeah. yeah. No, but he, I mean. Yeah, I remember first meeting you and you were like, um, the editing was taking you all night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was terrible. But yeah, it started as one show, and we we actually approached a big, you know, the biggest West Ham um, website going to see if they wanted to brand it. Knees up, Mother Brown. Yeah, right. yeah. And um, Graham was very, you know, he, he he said at the time, you know, you know, we've been thinking about following in the footsteps of, of Robbie, as, yeah. as a matter of fact, you yeah. know, getting something like this because that was starting to gain traction, I suppose, at the time. Um, and he was interested and you know I said to him but he, I think he was a bit um, hesitant hesitant yeah because we, we, you know we didn't have 
any experience. We didn't know what we was going to do. I didn't yeah. know what it was going to turn out like. Yeah. You know, and he was very supportive at the start. And then we filmed some pilot stuff. Um, we sent it to him. And I don't know whether he just went off of it or yeah. went off the idea and just thought, oh, do you know what? Um, They're using a Polaroid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's in the background. You can hear the crank yeah. of, of the camera, you know. But um, I don't know where... And it just went quiet. So I said to the guys, I said to them, like, no, I think this is a good idea, this one show. Um, what do you want to do? You know, it looks like the, the, the big branding has been, you know, stripped away. Should we just scrap the whole thing and go back to, to our lives so to speak or yeah. should we make a go of it and make it a, you know, a whole YouTube channel because it wasn't even going to live on YouTube yeah, it was going to yeah. go Just straight to the website mm. he's like well this is Ryan and he's like well let's just give it a go and see how it goes and um, that was the post-match pint that was the, that was the first I love the post-match pint the first in, in, incarnation of that so to speak so it's very raw it's very it still is um, but <laughs> Yeah, it, it it just seems to have, have clicked with people, and and people enjoy enjoy to watch it. And and as that's gone on, we've developed the whole thing. I said it last week. Um, do you have any more questions? Because I don't want to claim your question. Um, yeah, the whole thing was there was nobody doing it at the time, and uh, there was there was sort of one channel about to launch. And we got warned off of doing it because we came from nothing. Nobody knew us at West Ham. Yeah. We didn't have any Twitter accounts. We didn't have any sort of in the known knowledge. We didn't start as a website. You know, we were just fans four guys. Like this, yeah, yeah, literally, Matt Pitt, like one day said, let's, let's do it. And we, 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 we put ourselves out there and did it. So we who warned you, mate? Who warned you off? Uh, um, you got warned off. Yet? Yeah, we got warned off. We got warned off by um, a guy that we've taken advice from. He's gone to, he's very, he's a very nice guy, very good friend of ours um, but he he's he works in TV his name's James Longman I don't know whether he's gone over to the state he lives in the states now but he's, right. he's been great with us I mean he's, he's always been fantastic but at the start we got he, he was like there was a there was a big Twitter and a, a big West End website called Iron View right. and he's like we was telling him we was about to launch he's like do you know what we've just had the guy in from Iron View's TV um telling us that they're just about to launch a YouTube channel Um, I don't know whether it's going to be the best thing because you've got no following and I'm like we'll give it a go and see what happens and and, you know and and then he came out with his show just before ours actually and it was this um I don't want to slag him off too no, much, because uh, but yeah. but yeah, it was this You'll big. Never hear it unless he borrows mine and Fluff's phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's this big, elaborate studio, um, green screen. You know, he's in a proper studio, you know? right? Professional and, uh, production, professional production, multi-camera, and we're sitting there with this little Samsung camera that we we you know it was out of Scott's cupboard from when he went to Magaluf the year before <laughs> or something like that. And um, love that. Yeah, so he's got this, and I'm like Jesus. But then I watched it, and I didn't like it, you know. And then I thought. Uh, I've met both of you. I've met. I've yeah, met yeah, you have and, met him, yeah. and, and I met you. And uh, like I said, I would never slag him off because he's doing what what we did. He's yeah, doing, he's yeah. doing he's doing the right thing, and he's you know. But but the fact is, there's there's an element of authenticity about what you're doing, mm. and that's it. Doesn't matter if you don't have all the camera equipment. It doesn't matter if you've got to figure out how to edit as you're doing it. If you've got that authenticity and what we talked about last week, passion. Yeah, it's that's you're, you're halfway there. Yeah, and, 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 that, and, and just a, a work ethic as well. And I think that's um, that's something that, that that 
that comes across in our videos. You know, we, we are, you know, as, as we say, I heard Robbie on here last week speaking about, you know, the times when he first started and it was like that. For, it took me four weeks to go up to someone in the street to ask someone, <laughs> honestly, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a guy that just, you know, I'm not confident. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the Millwall guy, the Millwall channel. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I've met him, actually. Yeah. And he just, he's got that suaveness about yeah, him. Yeah. And he could just probably walk up to anyone and go, all right, love and all this. Like, yeah. But, you know, that's not me. And it took me, like, every now, I, I, I remember I, we had a dictaphone at the time, wasn't it, in my phone. I'd walk up to him and I'd go, get off one. I'd tell everybody. I'll tell you what, let's go to the pub and then we'll come back and then, it gets to about to half past two or whatever, and they're going, it's too late this week. Yeah. We're That's go in the morning. Half two in the morning, it's too late. Let's yeah. leave it. Yeah. I wonder how many men actually deal with these problems. Let's, let's just quickly go to the pub and finish the <laughs> Yeah, and, and it took me about four. And then in the end, I just I just thought, you know what? It's, do it. Just mm. do it. And I just went up to this guy. And he thought I was trying to sell him a cab. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, fuck off, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, 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 look, 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 we're from West Ham, a new channel like West Ham, we're trying to get to And he's like, oh, okay, okay, oh, I thought you was from the cab office. I like, oh. And I was like, so we we done that, and then it grew. We used to have cards and all that, you know, and I don't know, it's just, and then, and then... Well, we, you've met the ICF cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But um, no, we just used to have... the like questions question cards because we, yeah. we uh, literally I used to go blank I used to be like because yeah. I had to read off a card and because yeah, yeah. we're not presenters we're not trained. you know we're not media trained we're not nothing you but know that's what I love it's real you know and you do get in in the world of YouTube and in the world of production I mean everyone's onto it it's like not like videos a new thing it's not like it's a secret is it no people are onto it people are trying to create things people are trying to create things that get noticed people are trying to create things that look authentic when they're not and there's a lot of people that are paid to do things in this in this space and I think that's what's um amazing about your channel and, and, and channels like that is that like Flav was saying it's coming through it's genuine it's real it's real fans that have you know fallen in love with football couldn't believe it's at the top of the road used to go to the games and it was all standing you know yeah. Julian Dix Bishop all these guys you're a real genuine supporter and who's to say that just because you don't have a green screen or that, that you ain't got the right to do what you're doing and I think that that's why people connect with it because it is genuine it's authentic it's real yeah. it's coming from a good but place. it's also satisfying as well to see how far we have come from when we first started it, it, not in effect of presenting it's still bloody shoddy as, as shit you know but um, not in effect of presenting or, or anything like that but you know in the quality I mean we made some bowling videos um, they were very short videos, two minutes a, a piece, you know. And the, the idea was to go over a season, but the club promised us. Uh, I won't go into that either. But um, but when I saw it, you know, I've got good vision and what I want to I want to achieve. You know, I've got all these things that I, I, I think about. You know, I want them a certain way. And Dan had to take him back to edit him because our computer crashed, mm. and um, he took him home. And I was I was so worried because I wanted these videos to be in a certain you look know, and feel. Yeah, look and feel to him. And um, I told him what I wanted, and he captured it perfectly. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing when you've got people that share your vision. You know, yeah, they know yeah. what you're talking about. Well, you do have that. I mean, um, you regularly call me with ideas, and you do have some great ideas, some great takes. Um, 
you know the the format post match pie and stuff like that. Mm. It's beautiful, and I think that's what hopefully as we evolve as a collective, you know, we'll be able to get more to more of that stuff and and uh, I guess just help each other out even more. Mm. Never, never wrong me with any ideas. Just uh, no. Yeah, that down do a podcast. No, no, I wouldn't have to do a podcast if you paid me. <laughs> well, if you pay me, I'll teach you. So, <laughs> so, so everyone listening, because we're, I think we're t- going towards the the end here, yeah. and it's just to say that uh, Nick, Nick um, watch so it's at West Ham Fan TV. Yeah, Twitter. Uh, we're we're across all, but don't the Snapchat. I, I don't even know how to use that. I mean, we'll that's that. our all. Yeah, What's but that? yeah, we're, we're across everything. West Ham Fan TV, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, obviously. Yeah, yeah. All right, that. yeah, no, that's so amazing. Um, I've just picked this book up because we tried to give it away in the first week. Yeah, we did. Um, and and uh, well, no, we didn't one. give it away. It's still here. Yeah, it's still here. Look at it. Um, so basically, if you want to win, bend it like Bullard, and I know you're interested in mm. this. Um, if you go on our iTunes, oh my god, should it be there? It's not going to be there. Well, I promise. You keep saying this every week. We're still not on iTunes. We're the only podcast that's not on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing flag is it. Hey, look, guys. I've been doing podcasting for years. Five years. <laughs> Don't worry. I've got this. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll save the blood book till next year. <laughs> till when we are on iTunes. Till when we're on iTunes. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, thank you so much, Nikki, for coming down. Matt, once again, uh, I've been Flav, and remember... And we'll have you on again, Nick, by the way, so we always have a like having you over here, so yeah, we'll, mate, we'll have yeah. you on as this podcast gets better. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, our, our Twitter is at Bull Street. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Bull Street. Um, and that's pretty much it. Mm. Thank you so much for downloading, or listening on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> or on my phone. Or on your phone. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 